Welcome to Learning Through Math, the podcast. I'm Laura at I Teach the Why. I'm Karina at Mrs. Cousins 5. Our mission is to inspire ourselves and others to keep learning and improving with passion. And hugs. You can find us at learningthroughmath.com and on Twitter at Laura and Karina. Come and join us on this journey of learning. Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in October of 2020. And welcome to episode 21, Number Sense or No Sense. I can't believe it's episode 21 already. Yeah, I mean, it feels like we just started this podcast yesterday. For real. We want to give a shout out to Devin, who reached out to us through our Facebook page. And we've been having a great conversation back and forth. But she did say that she's enjoying our podcast and thanked us for putting in the time and energy into our work. And she also said, which I loved, that she listens to us while she's cleaning her house. Devin, you are welcome to come over to my house anytime. <laughs> hey, my next. <laughs> Seriously. And and Devin, we'll give you the live show even. For sure. For sure. <laughs> We want to reflect on last week's episode where we talked about grades. Yes. In my conversations with other teachers, Mm -hmm. the one thing that they keep going back to when it comes to grades is that it's a motivation for students. Having grades is motivating for them. They put in more effort when they get an A. An A, right. Or if they if they have a B and they're trying to work towards an A. I wonder where they get that from, though. Are they getting it from a parents. teacher and uh, yeah. parents, right. too? Right, I would think so. And I would think it's from the parents. Think about years ago when we would do public, I don't know if you want to call it star charts or public shaming because oh, of yeah. reverse, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone wanted to be the best. But I, I'm hoping that many of us have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Right. And it actually happened today. I was in a first grade class and one of the kids said something and it was incorrect. And I happened to have on my shirt that says mistakes are proven that you are learning and I stopped them and I said whoa wait everybody look at my shirt I'm gonna read my shirt out loud and I read it out loud and I said to them I am I'm actually so happy when a kid makes a mistake because now you have a chance to learn something and your brain can grow right now how does this relate back to the ABCDF I don't really know because I have really only taught third and fifth with a standards-based report card. Okay, so no I grades. Have, I haven't done grades. And when I did do grades, I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. And I came, well, I, you already know this story. <laughs> but I came, but I'll, I'll admit it, full, full disclosure. Confession um, time. The first year, so it was my first year of teaching in the United States. Mm-hmm. I came from Canada. And in Canada, an 80 and above is an A. Right. So. Which I didn't know until you right. told me this. Right. So, <laughs> my so students who more got kids. 80 and above received A's. Well, good for them. <laughs> good for them. And it wasn't until the full like full year after <laughs> that, I, that I've been doing this, we shared the kids because I was, I, right, I was teaching French and she was teaching English. Oh, okay, okay. And we... <laughs> She was, we were talking about grades and we were grading the kids and we were, you know, doing the report cards together. <laughs> and she's starting, she's looking at the tests and she's, you know, like the, the 80s, 85 and this kid's getting, she's giving them a B. And I'm like, wait, what do you, 
wait, what? And then like a 60 was, was no, a 55 was an F. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's what, what do you mean? What? Like right. she, she was completely confused as to what I was saying. And then I was like embarrassed. And then it finally dawned on me that we were just using different scales. Mm-hmm. Well, and I shared with you last week that when I was growing up, 94 to 100 was an A. Yeah. And now it's all marshmallowy. 90 to 100 is an A, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I love your even bigger marshmallow. <laughs> you got the jumbo size yeah, marshmallow. Yeah. I, and now I wonder if it's like that still in Canada or I should reach out to a friend and see if they still grade that way. But uh, most of my friends now are are elementary okay. teachers. And are they and on their standards, standards Yeah, they're okay. standards-based. They went standards-based even before we did. Oh, wow. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But like we said last week, I mean, grades are meaningless anyways. I could make it so your kid gets an A. I can make it so your kid gets a C, D, F, whatever. I think the biggest danger with the grades is really just, again, puts the emphasis on being correct. Yes. And it, not... Learning. Right. Yes. It's not about... It's not about them going through their own journey mm-hmm. of and growing learning and growing. Yes. It's about them just performing and getting it right. And I have a student, and interestingly enough, she said this week, I don't like the, this, what we were doing. Okay. And she's like, when are we doing the textbook? <gasps> she couldn't wait to work in the textbook because she knows how to play the textbook game she knows how to play the school game of traditional games yes (gasps) and what i was having them do was critically think and explain and she was like i don't like this so i asked her why don't you like it and she said because i'm confused (gasps) and i said well it's okay to be confused it's good to be confused you need to be confused you shouldn't get things right away. Right. If you, you do, then why am I here? Right. right. <laughs> and I'm like, that's my job to make you think. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I don't like it. <laughs> and I yep. said, well, get used to it. Because <laughs> it's going to happen. You've got, what, 160 di- more days right, with her? <laughs> right. But she's actually, she's a, she's, I, I, I love her because she can go back and forth with mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she kind of just like smiles and like, laughs okay. it off. Yeah, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but I do want to refer back to, there was something in Limitless Mind just like last week. That really spoke to you? Yes, that was, that just really stood out. In Limitless Mind on page 61, Joe Bowler says, How do we encourage this productive learning for more people? What was different about Ellie, what made her stand out from other students, was not her great understanding. She was not the student always getting answers correct, but her dogged determination even in the face of failure. When I talk with teachers, they often say this sort of persistence is missing in the students they teach. One of the most common complaints I hear from teachers is that students don't want to struggle. Just like you're a little girl. Yep. They want to be told what to do. Yep. This is the problem, right? She's been told what to do. She hasn't had to think for herself. To the teachers, it seems as though students just can't be bothered with struggling, which is probably what it looks like. The truth is, however, that when students don't want to struggle, it is because they have a fixed mindset. At some point in their lives, they have been given the idea that they cannot be successful and that struggle is an indication that they are not doing well. See? Ding. Mic drop. 
we're done right yeah that that was a great reflection honestly people if you have not heard of joe bowler please go google her look her up Look at you cubed. We'll put all those links in our show notes. Yeah. She, I mean, amazing. Amazing. Tell us your good news. My good news. We are actually recording this on a Thursday night, which mm-hmm. is not typical for us. No. But my book comes tomorrow. It's supposed, UPS better come through on that tracking number right there, okay? <laughs> the Building Thinking Classrooms book comes tomorrow at my door (laughs) and you know I'm gonna binge read it this weekend however I went to the author's book launch party it was virtual yes a few nights ago and in the chat I said please 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 pronounce your name slowly because I've I know I've been butchering this poor man's name for you know two and a half years now since I discovered him and to be fair it's not an easy name to say (laughs) I I think it's Swedish. It's Peter Lilja Dahl. Now that's the slow version. Lilja Dahl. There, I said it right. There we go. Yay. And he gave me a little shout out. He's like, I feel like I have to respond to Laura's question or or comment to pronounce my name slowly because he never did throughout the entire hour book launch. So (laughs) I'm glad he did that. Thank you, Peter. Let's get into today's topic. I have been teaching fifth grade. This is year number five. I'm starting the fifth year of fifth Fifth grade. grade. (laughs) And I have come to the realization, and it took me a while, and I I don't know why I've struggled so much to see this Mm -hmm. when it's so obvious. So evident. But I've come to the realization that it's all about number sense. Okay, literally, we can <laughs> it stop. Like, we can hit stop on here, and we're done. I, yes, like yes. I I I have no other words. It is all about number sense, and without number sense, nothing, nothing makes sense. Right? N- nothing. Nothing. It's number sense or no sense. Yes. During the past few weeks, I have been taking kids individually and assessing them using my math recovery tools. And I have discovered trends in gaps of knowledge. And it all comes back to lacking number Number sense. sense. Mm -hmm. If it was a problem for, and, and some of them were third graders, it was a problem that said 15 minus 12. Now, what would you think in your head, 15 minus 12? First thing that comes to your mind, what would you do to figure that out? Count up. Count up from, because you know that 12 and 15 are very close, relatively close on a number line. Nope. Nope. We're, we're trying to count all the way back. Or here's a trend that I found. They would focus on the five and the two and somehow ignore the one in the tens place and ended up saying 13. That happened several times. Really? Several times. And I was like, what, what's going on here? So I, I really, I can't wait to dive in with small groups of kids with that type of stuff and say, wh- where? Why would they say 13? I don't, I don't know. They just, it seemed like they ignored the tens place, but then just threw it back on on the end. I don't know. I mean, that re- kind of reminds me of when you asked, you know, 15 mm-hmm. minus 12, reminded me of the, of the question, you know, when they're regrouping and they <laughs> regroup 15 yes. minus 7 yes. and then they'll take 
the one, one from the tens, bring it over to the ones, and you you still have fifteen, right? It's but that's how I I'm going to tell you that's what I would have done had yeah I probably ten years ago I still yeah. would have done that yeah even though I knew right it was but we were so trained in the right. standard algorithm right. well and now even when I I'm starting to become more uh, fluent with mm-hmm. that with that strategy when I do partial quotients if I see 23 minus 18 you just, I don't have to right? I don't have to regroup I I see eight a 23 minus 18 and I I've and tried I, over the years yeah. to show kids that yeah and they now, don't they're like wait what did you do right well why didn't you cross off the two and make it a one and I'm like put, guys it's it's it's, it says 23 right. minus 18. Right. It's just, yes. you don't have to, you can just count up. Again, but if they don't have that number sense, sense of where numbers are related to each other, then they're going to fall back on a procedure. Then hopefully, please God, they do it right. Because remember, we talked about a few weeks ago, subtracting across zeros. Yeah. Forget it. Right. If, if you don't have number sense, all of that means nothing. And then they end up getting it wrong. Yeah. And it just comes down to memory, right? And that's why summer slide, oh. they go away for the summer. They come back and they don't remember anything, anything. Because it was just in their short-term memory. It wasn't It wasn't put into their long-term. It wasn't a concrete thing that they know and understand that's why i don't understand study guides because to me you mean for math yeah Yeah. well (laughs) in anything in elementary i i don't i I didn't have a study guide in elementary school Mm -mm. i mean that's something that i didn't learn until high school right how to really take notes and study from them and you know i i we didn't have study guides like why are we giving elementary kids study guides i that to me i don't understand well here's one of my favorites when people take the assessment the real assessment i know where you're going with this and they pluck out the numbers and they put in other numbers and call it a review yes what 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 is the purpose what why even bother giving the assessment? Right. Right. Isn't the assessment to know what they know and they don't know, not to give a grade? Yeah. Right? It goes back to that. Exactly. And if they don't know it after you've given the assessment, that's when you reteach. Right. In a different way. Not louder not and right. slower. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or that's where you get a kid who does understand it and pair them up with a student who doesn't understand it yet and put them together. And let the kid do the teaching. Because back, let's go back to that hierarchy of who remembers what after 24 hours. Yeah. You know why we as teachers remember everything? Because we get to teach it to someone else. Yeah. I mean, you remember something like, 90 to 95 percent of whatever you teach to someone else which is why it would be great to have a kid go help another kid after they you know that that other kid understands it right well and a lot of times i'll be like okay who can paraphrase what i've just said because i look out and i see deer and headlights so all right i'm obviously using language that is maybe a little more sophisticated or Mm -hmm. you know language that maybe you and i would use when Mm -hmm. we discuss math and i i need to bring it back down to a kid level and then bring them back up up right using that precise vocabulary Yes. yes Mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons this 
I had this aha moment this week of of it really is just all about number sense and it's it's the stronger their number sense the better they're going to be as as mathematicians mm-hmm. was because we were we were doing number talks and yay yeah <laughs> and and we're multiplying decimals and using the area model and right so like two things that I love both of them gosh we're in our number talk the expression is six times 1600 okay and we're we're chatting you know we're talking we're they all have the same strategy they you know they can't see beyond well don't say plus zero like adding zeros oh yes (gasps) oh yes we're still we're still adding zeros and I added zeros and I just wrote plus zero just like I hear Laura again (laughs) math whispering into my ear plus zero plus zero and now they're like now they're seeing that that I'm doing it and they're like no 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 I mean Mm -hmm. shift the digits over I'm like oh okay let's shift those digits then but there's do you mean multiply by 10 and I and then I said multiply what does that mathematically Mm -hmm. mean Mm -hmm. but they're not yet getting creative with their strategies Mm -hmm. you know when you when you've been doing number talks so much that they now start like thinking about other ways right it doesn't make any sense it's going in a totally different direction doesn't even it's like when you first teach kids how to put periods at the end of their sentences and they put them at at the end End of of every every line line, (laughs) right you get these weird number talks that have no direction and they're going nowhere they're not there yet. They're yes, still that that happened to me yeah. this week <laughs> in a second grade class. They're still just doing like what they know, and they haven't ventured out yet. So we we have no flexibility no, with numbers, none. So of course I'm showing them. You know, I say, oh, a, a student I've last seen, year right. <laughs> did it this way, mm-hmm. where instead of thinking about it as where sixteen is is just 16 you know they thought of it as it's two times eight times 1600 and then or it was 160 i don't even remember now but then you could take the two because commutative property of multiplication says i can multiply whichever one i want first right right? doesn't matter right so i'm gonna take the two and i'm gonna multiply by 1600 or 160 i don't even remember right right and then I'm left with the eight and I can multiply the eight. But they, I mean, they were looking at me like I had two heads. was a magician. Okay, like, wait. Like wait. not even like, <laughs> what are you doing, Mrs. Cousins? What is this? And the doubling and having. I was just going to ask about that. No, 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 no we clue. We have no. No clue. Wow. No clue. Okay. Well, now you know where to keep going in that direction. Right, right. But that's, that's where I was like, it just all comes down yep. to number sense it really is it's it's the every it's the be all end all it's it's all of it our challenge for you this week listeners is to tell us what do you think about number sense or no sense thanks for joining us we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform we invite you to join the conversation on twitter by using the hashtag learning through math we'd love to hear your feedback Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.